0: It's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now
1: here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 community managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic,
0: to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money.
1: And we're back for episode 30 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name's Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here again with Angie Sparks. Hey, Angie.
0: Hey, Joe. How are you? Look at us doing two two weeks in a row together. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: It's a lot of fun being able to be back and do it again. But as this episode airs, we'll be all on our way to Minneapolis, St. Paul, for our Award Travel 101-201 meetup in The Twin Cities, so I'm looking forward to it. Are you all set?
0: I am. I actually ordered my 1999 outfit (laughs) from Amazon. It came in yesterday. I haven't tried it on yet, which it's so funny because I think I spent my 90s pregnant and taking care of babies. So... And I looked at what my hair was. I'm like, it's kind of the same. So it's not like we're doing like a 70s or an 80s party. I'm like, I just need pleated shorts and a polo shirt and I'm good to
1: go. I won't be wearing anything crazy other than what I normally do, but we'll uh, we'll do our best. (laughs) Before we get started into the meat of today's content, I really want to jump into a blog post that was listed on award wallet we shared in the award travel 101 community and did you know that the award travel 101 community partners with award wallet to bring you the content that we do every week and that's why i'm really excited to discuss the tool that every miles and points fanatic should have and that's award wallet because it tracks your hotel certificate gives you built-in itinerary airline changes and cancellation notices are no longer a thing because it'll notify you often ahead of the airline. Provides detailed analysis of how you can earn more miles and points based on your unique spending habits. Has individual transaction analyzers to show each transaction and how you did versus how you could have, as well as merchant and reverse merchant lookups. And the best part is that it's free, but if you want Award Wallet Plus, Award Wallet is free, but if you want Award Wallet Plus, it's just $30 annually. And for a few dollars more, you can join our award travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually. Again, it, it does include Award Wallet Plus. And that's something that will help you manage all of your award programs. I think I have 60 some different programs tied into this. So check it out Award Wallet Plus. We'll leave a link in the show notes. And now back to the show. And for this week, we have an interesting post of the week from our Award Travel 201 community. Angie, tell us a little bit about this one.
0: So I found this one very interesting. This is from Rainey O'Keefe, one of our 201 members. And she posted that she's like, you guys, I have an interesting thing going on. I'm burnt out. I am burnt out on this hobby right now. Has this ever happened to you? And what do you do? And it was very interesting because pretty much every single person that commented was like, oh yeah, I get burned out all the time. Oh my gosh, yes. You're just like, I just can't even deal with it anymore. I don't care. But I think probably the 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 answer that came about the most was, you know, first of all, start planning a trip because when you start using your balances, you'll get reinvigorated and wanting to get back into the hobby. And then secondly, it was like, you know what, just don't focus on opening new cards right now. Just deal with the cards that you have open whatever your normal spending habits are, just use those. Don't worry about, oh, I've got the special offer on this card. Oh, I've got that one. Just kind of step back and relax for a bit. And I know I sure have. I, I was even with um, P2 today, and this is going to tie right into what we're talking about for our highlight feature. We are going through the cards in his wallet and he handed me, he had his, you know, Chase Freedom I'm like, you know, I don't even care if we've hit that quarterly (laughs) spend or not. I'm
1: like, I just
0: can't deal with it
1: here. Use these cards. We're done for the day. Yeah, usually when I get burnout, and it's probably happened since joining the Award Travel 101 community, probably happened more since I've been in the moderating and (laughs) admin side of it than it did before, because it was always like, I didn't have to worry about all the drama and things that go on in the community and managing everything that happens there. But There's a lot of things that people just don't see that we deal with daily here. And it's just like, oh, man, this it kind of ruins your day and maybe even ruins your week sometimes with the the things that happen with a lot of the keyboard warriors we have in in the group. But, you know, I'd say on average, once or twice a year, I've been like, why am I doing this? And I think one of the things that brings snaps you back to reality then is having to actually pay the cash out of your pocket. Because yeah. once you uh, do that again and you're like, oh man, my, those miles and points, maybe that wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but. Exactly. But, so th- that's definitely an interesting post to discuss in this post or in the World Travel 101 podcast. And I'm curious what our our listeners think, too, is do they ever get burned out or are they just in a constant state of excitement with it?
0: I think when you first start, you're well, and especially you first start, you get your first card and you get that sign up bonus. And boy, the endorphins hit. Literally, it's kind of like a little high. And when you apply for a card and you get that you're approved, it's like, I still get that. And I've been doing this for how long? And that's how people can go screaming past 524 so easily is because those endorphins hit, you're like, that was awesome. Let me get another one. Because people start thinking, nah, I'm not, I'm never going to open that many cards. That's crazy talk. But yeah, it happens. So I think in the very beginning, you don't get burned out. But then once you've been doing it for a while, you're kind of like, kind of tired. <laughs> but again, go pay cash for a trip. Go buy a plane ticket. Go pay for that hotel room. You're like, okay, I need some
1: more points. <laughs> so check that out in the Award Travel 201 community. Again, eighty nine ninety nine for an annual subscription if you're interested in joining us where we discuss some of the more intricate topics where we can't exactly share those in Award Travel 101. So it's something that we enjoy jumping into some of the more advanced strategies that can be utilized there. And with that, Let's jump into this week's news, which is that there's been some not-so-happy changes to the Amex Platinum card. Oh,
0: I think every blogger had the exact same title for their article on this, and it was, ouch, this hurt. Amex Platinum just, oh man, they, oh, it's already a high annual fee card. It's $695, and you used to be able to add authorized users to the card the first three were $175. And when we first got this card, that's what we did by, you know, my P2 got the card. Cause again, this was back when 100,000 point offers were just super rare. And he got that. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. We're going to jump all over this one. And at the time our boys were still, you know, in school. So it made a whole lot of sense to add all three of us as an authorized user. Well, no, now it's $195 per authorized user that's painful and that that's really painful. Additionally, they've increased the spend requirement. So, they haven't upped the bonus number of miles, but now you got to spend $8,000 in the 3-month window instead of I believe it was 6,000 before. And finally, Amex Platinum has, you know, the regular vanilla card, that's the one that everybody has, but they also had some kind of co-brand ones that they had with um, different brokerage firms. They had one with Morgan Stanley. They've got one with Charles Schwab. They used to have one, I believe, with Fidelity, but that might have closed by now. And you used to be able to get both a vanilla Platinum card and get a Schwab card as well, and it kind of double dip there a little bit. MIP two did that earlier this year. He signed up for the the you know Schwab Amex Platinum card, and the benefit to those brokerage ones is you get a credit against your annual fee. I think Morgan Stanley calls it an engagement bonus or something. And it's, it's strictly tied to how much you have under, you know, assets under management with Schwab and with Morgan Stanley. So the Morgan Stanley card is still separate. Yeah. Accord, it, I think you can still get that one. You can no longer get the Schwab card if you already have a vanilla platinum card. And that hurts me because I was planning to do that this year. Once I dealt with my whole Chase Sapphire Reserve Preferred Freedom, that whole thing, ouch!
1: Yeah, there's right. There's been a lot of changes to this card since I got into the hobby, and back then, you know, the it was like sixty to seventy thousand points was the standard welcome bonus, and then, like you said, if you could find the hundred thousand, it was pretty incredible. But the we have to keep in mind that this card was something that started with a four hundred fifty dollar annual fee. It allowed you to access priority pass lounges and restaurants, which it no right. longer does. So now the thing was six ninety five, and this was a way that I was looking to use to sidestep the seventy five thousand spend to bring in guests, because I was looking to be able to get my kids cards. I mean, my son is already old enough to be an authorized user with American Express, but I wanted to maximize the timing of this. And my daughter in a few months will be turning thirteen, and I, so my plan was to hold off, and when she turned thirteen, get them both the authorized user cards, so that they could get all of the benefits that went with that. And you could kind of double dip some of those benefits too, like the clear—not um, the clear credit, but the TSA and Global mm-hmm. Entry credit. You could get that multiple times for each authorized user those cards would also give you access to Centurion Lounge each person who had one of those as well as Delta Sky Club so now you know they're phasing these things out and i think they're doing it to try to ease up some of the lounge crowding and they know that people are are taking advantage every blog and community including ours is looking for ways to maximize the value and they're trying to uh, beat back and and keep right. us from maximizing the value.
0: Will you still keep your card? Will it still have value for you? Because some people are chiming in saying they're like, "Well, I'm 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 going to get rid of this now."
1: I think it'll be a hard card to walk away from. I mean, between my wife and me, we have two consumers and one business platinum card. And the main reason that I won't be able to walk away from it quite as easily as some of the community members is the amount of referrals that I get from these cards. So. I still earn quite a chunk of miles and points and each, each and every one of my American Express cards of oftentimes we have, we've seen these enhanced bonuses where it's 150,000 instead of like right now, our affiliate link is only 80,000 points, but you know, if 150,000, I can get a hundred thousand points on each and every card that I have and I have nine Amex cards. So (laughs) if you look at that, that can generate a substantial. Cash of points, and it's not something that I'll, I'll be able to walk away from as easily as, say, some of our members.
0: Yeah, I'll be keeping ours. We we actually have two of them. When our boys got old enough that yeah, you know, sorry off the payroll now, guys. It made actually more sense for me to open my own personal card than it did to pay for the authorized user card, especially when it was just going to be one person on it because. As an authorized user, you get, you know, Hilton Gold, Marriott Gold, rental car status on as on your authorized user card, as well as the global entry credit. But you don't get a second airline incidental credit or a second Uber credit or a second Saks credit. Well, where I live, I can take advantage of those. I know there are members that can't because they don't have Uber Eats near them. And I think we discussed this even last week. But I can take advantage of those and I'm not spending money that I w- didn't plan to spend already. So it made more sense for us to have two of those. And I can still make those cards make sense from a you know total financial standpoint yeah. there. So I'll be keeping them, but I can't get the Schwab now. That <laughs> makes me very, very sad.
1: <laughs> well, while you still have the opportunity, there may still be some no lifetime limit offers out there. So you'll want to keep an eye on the community doctor of credit, some of the places and different blogs that post these when they become available, as well as your own email and accounts where they often send these. I have a business platinum card offer sitting in my account that tied to the business checking and you do that again and that's good through December 31st. So I'm kind of timing that I think for the end of December, I might shoot for that so I can double dip all those credits and be able to take advantage of the things that are tied to that particular card. So we'll see where that goes and just keep an eye out, but keep trying to maximize these benefits. Again, we talked so much last week about a lot of the things that are tied to this card, but you have to make those calculations to make sure that you are getting the most value for that card. Next, we have uh, Finair. Finair making an announcement that they're changing their miles and points program to Avios, and they Avios is the program of Iberia, British Airways, and Air Lingus. Are ready Finnair and Qatar. Yeah, Qatar recently switched over, and then uh, we know that sometime early next year is what's been announced that finair's program will switch over to Avios. So if you have finair miles, which some people bought into, I think it was about two years ago, there was an offer. It basically got you high status in One World and effectively gave you One World Emerald status, I believe it was. One World Emerald status can get you into lounges domestically, including flagship lounges, even if you're flying a domestic economy ticket. So there are a lot of people who use it for some of the sweet spots that they had. But the Finnair miles will be converting to Avios at some point in 2024 We'll keep a link in the show notes for that so you can go check that out and learn a little bit more, but we have limited information at this time. (music) Moving on, we have any interesting things with trip update?
0: Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Nothing to update.
1: I think I have just one small little thing and I booked another backup flight is my thing. So... (laughs) <laughs> I'm uh, getting to Minneapolis, St. Paul right now. I am not getting there as early as I'd like. So I'm keeping an eye out for an opportunity. I booked something that'll get me a few hours earlier, assuming it uh, doesn't misconnect through Charlotte because uh, it is oh. a uh, connecting flight in the wrong direction. But there is one that goes towards uh, Chicago and I'm watching that one. And right now it's too expensive. It's not something I'm willing to pay for because I paid 8500 Virgin Atlantic miles for a nonstop from Cleveland to Minneapolis. And then I just saw that recently some 9,000 mile American awards became available for the connecting flight. But um, we'll kind of see. I haven't made up my mind entirely because certainly I would li- love to get there earlier. But throwing in a connection always kind of scares me a little bit in the process when yeah. it's something that I, you know, if it's coming home, I don't care. You know, who Who cares about, you know, when you're ending the trip, (laughs) it's when, when you're trying to get somewhere at a certain time. So that's the only news that I have is working on some different options. And I kept hoping that there's four flights, nonstop flights from Cleveland to Minneapolis daily. And the two that I really want, neither one of them are available at a price that I'm willing to pay. They were, well, almost 30,000 miles when I was first looking at them each, each way. Yeah, one way it's all, you know, we're pricing near a uh, European trip, uh, cost. Holy cow. And they're actually, uh, as of yesterday, they were 45 or 48,000 sky miles one way for economy. So it's pretty gross and disgusting. Yeah. That's not something I'm willing to do. Ew, ew, no, neither. <laughs> so since we didn't have much for trip updates, how about any new bonuses?
0: Well, I don't have much about that either. I actually did try to apply for the Schwab card because the initial reports were that it that language had not gone in there, that you couldn't have both Schwab and the vanilla platinum. So I tried really, yeah, I went and checked my 524 status. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm 324. So that won't screw me up on the whole, you know, getting a new Chase Sapphire Preferred card. I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. I've had a Schwab account. I can't even begin to tell you how long it is. Somehow my husband's middle initial is on my profile. So, and the way you do it is you have to log into your Schwab account to apply for the cart and it populates with your data and you can't change it.
1: Oh man. And
0: so I'm like, a, you know, trying to message Schwab going, how do I get this changed? How do I get this changed? And it was like, well, you have to send us, you know, this notarized letter and you've got to have a copy of your driver's license. And as I'm like, okay, you know, my I, my husband's a notary, maybe he can sign this for me, blah, blah, blah. As I'm doing this, it pops up on our team chats like, They've just added the language to the Schwab application. I'm like, my soul is crushed. I still need to get that, you know, fixed, obviously, because they have the wrong name. But no Schwab for me. Womp
1: womp. What about you? I have uh, no new applications. I'm kind of slowing it down as uh, we're heading into the fall here because I went pretty hard. I talked last week about all the cards, and we're going to get into this a little bit more in our highlight feature about the. Uh, some of the cards that we have and the things that we're doing with them and why we keep them in our front of our wallet. But I just got my ink card. I got that ink preferred that I said that I finally was approved for. It arrived in the mail and I'm looking to probably get my wife one as well because I I was thinking that I was going to have a hard time knocking out the spend. But uh, one of the things that is interesting about the Chase cards is that they do allow you to make payments with PayPal and it does not count as a cash advance and through the my business I am able to make those payments in that manner so I can
0: oh nice kind of knock out
1: that spend and that'll free up what I was going to do with the card which was pay my quarterly taxes if my wife can get approved for one so
0: oh nice yeah I'm definitely not going to get approved for a second one or for another ink card right now it's so we're only going to stick with the one that we got, but I haven't. I, I still have to finish the spend on that one. I'm still like hovering at like three hundred dollars, and I just need to make it happen because God only knows I've got stuff I can I can pay for with it.
1: So that's it with that. Nothing more there. So let's jump into our highlight and main feature, which are what cards are in your wallet.
0: Well, so I think this ties into all the other things we talked about there. You know, we're not working on any really, I'm not working on any new bonuses. You have just the one, but you figured out how you're gonna be able to knock that out real easily. And kind of goes back to Rainey's question too about getting burnt out. So when I do get burnt out, I just go back to my normal wallet that I carry with me. And I have cards in my wallet that I use Regularly, I make certain that I am getting more than 2x on every single purchase, and I try and use the highest multiplier. And P2, I try to minimize the hassle for him, and he has four labeled cards in his wallet. So for me, I tend to have an ink plus card. That's the old card that's no longer available to new applicants, but I've had it for a very long time now, and it earns 5x on office supply it'll also earn 2x on gas. So usually my gas card is my city premier card, which earns 3x on gas and dining and travel and groceries. But if I go somewhere, city fraud is <laughs> is a joy. It's a pleasure to deal with. And I have had issues where we have been on a trip and we have been in the same state an hour away and I go to get gas and it fraud alerts on me and it won't let me use it. So If I have my Ink Plus card with me, it at least earns 2x on gas and I can carry on my merry way. And you never know when you need to bop into an office supply store and buy some gift cards or anything. I have my Amex Gold, which earns 4x on dining and groceries. And that's about the only place I use that one for. And then again, I have my City Premier. So if the restaurant doesn't take Amex or... I've hit my limit for the year on that 4X category, which is $25,000 spend, I believe, which I typically don't hit it. But in the event that I do, I've got my city premier as a backup earning the 3X. I have my city double cash card, which earns 2X. And the reason I use that is. I'm pretty flush with Amex membership rewards right now because like you were talking about all the offers and the referrals and things like that. So between P2's balances and my balances, I have I have a nice healthy stash of those. I have a decent amount of both Capital One Miles and a decent amount of Chase Ultimate Rewards points. I need more thank you points. I have very, very low on those. So the double cash will earn me 2x thank you points on every purchase. So that's what I use for that one. And then I also carry a Chase Freedom Unlimited card, which earns 3x on drugstores. And I always have my Ritz card with me just for travel emergencies. If I'm out somewhere and P2 calls and says, you know, I, I, need to, I have to book a flight or something like that. It earns, you know, it's not a great earning card, but it's a good travel card.
1: Yeah, the and the unlimited is a fee-free card that can also earn 3x on dining. So if you happen to not be carrying a Chase Sapphire Preferred or a Chase Sapphire Reserve, it is earning the same amount on dining should you choose to be earning ultimate rewards instead of one of these other flexible currencies. And again, on a fee-free card.
0: So what do you carry in your wallet? We'll talk about our P2 wallets in a minute.
1: Yeah, mine kind of rotates based on the things that I'm working on, and of course, you know, when we're working on the different uh, minimum spending requirements, that card is always going to be in my my wallet because I never know when something pops up that I'm going to need. So, again, right now, my new Chase Ink Business pre- Preferred is there, but typically there's about ten, maybe eleven cards that I I carry at any one time, and there are things that I'm I'm looking for that go beyond just bonus points. So if you're looking at, like I hold the Hilton surpass and the surpass, you earn a free night uncapped certificate after you hit $15,000 spend. So if I don't have a new card bonus I'm working on, I don't have some of the other cards that I need to. One of the things that I actually do with that card is I also try to make sure that if there are things that are unbonus, so to speak, that I have some Visa gift cards with me. So I usually go to oh that's smart. I usually go to my grocery store because those earn fuel perks. So effectively it buys me gas for about two-thirds the price of gas and then earns double the points. So with the Hilton surpass, normally on everyday spend it's three X, but then it becomes six X at grocery store. So I double the Hilton earnings on that. I make sure I have uh, Visa gift cards. So like if I'm going to Sam's Club or somewhere like that where there's no things that are going to earn me bonus points, then I'm at least spending it that way and earning fuel points so that I'm doubling up and finding ways to save on that. And so that's a, a card that I keep uh, handy at all times. I usually carry a United card and going through all of my cards between P2 and me and uh, I mentioned this before is that we have a lot of cards, but as we were going into this episode, I really didn't know what the actual number was. I had to go through and count them yesterday to figure out what we had and where. And like I said, I typically carry 10, but I have personally have 30 cards and she has nine. And sometimes I, oh. <laughs> I carry hers and sometimes she carries mine, depends on what it is. But um, I, I, I misspoke last week. I said I had 16 chase cards. I only have 15. And the reason I thought I had 16 is I'm actually an authorized user ah. on her Sapphire card, so I do have 16 Chase cards. They're just not all in my name; some are yes. in her name. And then, but I usually keep a United card handy because I fly United frequently, and it's probably the uh, most frequent airline I fly out of my home airport of Cleveland. And with that, uh usually I'm looking for Wi-Fi or something like that. So. Um, it does give you as a United Mileage Plus member, uh, instead of paying ten dollars, you get a two dollar discount, which becomes eight. And if you have the card, you get another twenty-five percent off. So that's another two dollars off, dropping it to six dollars for your entire flight, which is oh, that's a nice. lot better than what it used to be when you were looking at it and they used to charge, I think it was like eighteen, twenty dollars. Uh, to go, depending on the length, but now it's just a flat fee: ten dollars, eight dollars if you're a mileage plus member, six dollars if you're a co-branded car card holder. So United card usually sits in my wallet somewhere. City Premier because I never know when you know there might be a three x opportunity, and City Points is my least earned points and flexible points currency. It is probably one of the hardest for me because city just really doesn't like to approve us for their cards. <laughs> and despite being really good and solid with the credit with them, I've never missed payment or anything like that. And they've actually given me uh, limit increases, but I have reduced my spend um, over the past year with them. So maybe they were just looking at that and saying, hey, he doesn't need any new credit. He's not using what he Currently yeah. has and like you said, there are times and city has a weird system when it comes to fraud. And I've typically not had the same kind of fraud that some folks in the communities have had, but I have experienced it where you know I went to make a payment and they'll decline it. And the the weird thing about it is is that they they are monitoring the types of transactions. I think more or in, at least in a different manner than some of the others because they how do I say this small purchases they they'll they'll yeah. flag me for but for big purchases they just seem to let it go through so and that's typically been my MO is that the city cards have had big purchases so when i go to fill up with gas that's when i get the fraud alert not when i have the you know $15,000 purchase sitting on there so they do tend to be weird with that and so i do try to keep the premiere as well as the uh, city advantage business keep that again for the you know, again, for the some of the opportunities to earn American miles and loyalty points, World of Hyatt. Same thing for the Hilton Surpass. I, that card is, I think, an underrated card, and I think we should probably do an episode at some point in the future of all the cards that don't get enough love from the award travel communities. But the World of Hyatt card often gets overlooked, and people have been saying, "I'm waiting for a higher bonus. I'm waiting for a higher bonus." And this yeah. card has not had the best bonus. It's been two and a half years where the bonus has been exactly the same. They call it a 60,000 point sign up bonus. It's not 60,000. No. It's 30,000. It's a multiple tier spend. It's 30,000 for the, what is, I think it's like the first 3,000. I don't remember what it is, but whatever the minimum spending requirement is, you get the 30,000 points. And then effectively, they'll double up your points up through the first 15,000 total spend. So you spend 12,000 more. They'll give you effectively two X on that next 12,000. So it's, I would call it a 45,000 point bonus if you spend $15,000.
0: Yeah. Sort of yeah. something like and, that. Yeah.
1: So that card, but it does give you an annual free night certificate every single year just for renewal, but it also gives you another free night certificate. So you can earn up to two free nights. Category one through four certificates, which is up to eighteen thousand points on peak pricing, and that's come in quite handy. When I was in Milan, the Hyatt Centric there was like six hundred and fifty dollars, and it was a category four, but it was you know eighteen thousand points, and I was like, that, "That's a perfect use of a category one through four yeah, no certificate." Kidding. I'm not paying six hundred fifty seven hundred dollars by the time you figure some of the other global perks that were included as well. But man. What a use of those! There are certain hotels where that category one through four certificate really comes in in handy and you can earn up to two of those per year and they have those chase my bonus offers too those targeted offers mm-hmm. usually the I get about two of those a year, so uh, that's three thousand spend at five x so instead of one x, so we're talking about an extra twelve thousand points in bonus points every year just by being able to max those out so that's one that definitely keep in handy. Usually I have some version of the Amex gold. I have both the business and consumer versions of the Amex gold because anytime I'm eating out, that's something I'd like to keep in, in, in my wallet. So it's going to be one or the other. Right now it's the business gold because I just have too many other things I can use to try to knock out supermarket spend. And again, I'm working on those free night award certificates. I always use the Sapphire Reserve, which is, and I'm an authorized user. That card is always in my wallet, but I do have a Sapphire preferred as well. And sometimes just to keep that card handy and active, I'll keep that up as well. The other card, again, like you said, is the Amex Platinum, you know, for the lounge access, Centurion lounges and stuff. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I tend to get there at times when. It's not super crowded. It may get crowded around the time that i I ditch the place, but I've lucked out with my access and times and places where I'm going, so it's made sense for me if I go to Charlotte, I'll end up spending some time there because it's kind of a long layover, so we'll see about that and then the uh, chasing cash. I usually keep one of those, you know, and you never know where a five x opportunity is going to arise. And if there's a lot of 5X opportunities, I might bring all four <laughs> of them. So I do have four Ink cash cards, I, and that's effectively the same earning structure as Angie's Ink. Plus, you just need two of those to earn what she earns on one. That pretty yep. much wraps up my card inventory, and I use them. You know, they rotate out. I've applied between player two and me. We've applied for 11 cards this year. And between all of the bonuses that we've gotten, whether it's referrals, sign-up bonuses, things of that nature, we're sitting on about 1.6 million points earned this year from bonus. Wow,
0: nice! Yeah, I haven't done that well this year. So, how does your wallet change when you're get ready to go on a trip? Because I, you know, looking at mine, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a trip coming up this week because I've got my things that I have daily that I. Change it when I go on a trip.
1: Usually, it's only to make sure that I have the cards handy that I need for whatever airlines I intend to fly. Like when we went to Las Vegas, I brought the Southwest Rapid Rewards Performance business card just because I was like, I don't intend to fly that, but if I have to and I get stuck doing it, they do give you upgraded boarding and uh, they give you some upgraded boarding credits as well as Wi-Fi credit daily Wi-Fi credits. It's 365 Wi-Fi credits annually on that card. And sure enough, we ended up needing it. So, I mean, that saved me $116 on being able to, you know, check in right before the flight effectively and then upgrade our boarding positions to A-list. And then, you know, it really just makes sure that I have my, my stuff for my priority pass, for my lounge access at Cleveland so that I can get in there and that I have an airline car that I'm intending on flying. I've never really ran into an issue where I've had to change an airline that I don't have a card. So Delta is the only airline I've never had a SkyMiles card in my life, and I just fly them so infrequently. But when I do, it's always booked through Virgin Atlantic.
0: Mm-hmm. So for this trip, I am flying Delta. I think it's my, it's my annual Delta flight, <laughs> but I'm in comfort, pl- comfort or whatever it's called. So I don't need to worry about having a card that gives me upgraded boarding or free check bags and I won't have check bags anyway, but I will for sure be pulling my Amex Platinum out of the wallet, even though I do have it tied into my Delta profile. So it knows I can access the Sky Club. I make certain I, I actually, I bring my priority pass card even though, you know, I've got the mobile, I've got the app, I've got the digital card and everything. I have had issues in the past where they wanted to see the physical card and I didn't have it with me or I had the wrong card loaded in my profile because like we've said, Amex doesn't give you restaurant access anymore. So I'll make certain I have that. I'm staying at a Marriott property this weekend. So I will bring probably my Marriott card so I can earn points because the Ritz card, I'm an AU on P2's account and I went to Marriott Miles, not him. And then I tend to take out some cards. Like I have no intention of going to any office supply stores. I won't be buying gas. So I'll take out some of the, I'll take out the ink card. They'll maybe take out one or two other things just to minimize, you know, the potential for losing yep. something. Yeah. What does your P2 carry in her wallet on a regular basis?
1: Well, the one card I make sure that she always has is the City Premiere. And it's just, it's so easy. Um, I know it's a lot of people like the the 2X everywhere or the uh like the Freedom Unlimited or the Inc. Unlimited, which earn one and a half everywhere. But the City Premier, she just generally it's eating, groceries, stuff like that. Um, and that just earns three X everywhere. It's like five different categories. So that's a card that's always in her wallet. She recently got the Amex Gold, so she got the Rose Gold. But uh so yes, she has the I have that. I don't. I never went for that one. I I kept my original gold. But she uses that uh, occasionally. And then usually it's whatever card I tell her that hey, she just got the Hilton surpa- pass as well. So she just got that. Her points finally posted, and she got her free night award certificate. So she's been using that a little bit, and I'm trying to decide. Is there a trip coming up that makes it worth going the rest of the way to get that other free night award certificate at fifteen thousand? Because I'm thinking once I hit fifteen on my surpass, I'm probably going to product change it. If I since I'm probably not eligible to get the aspire on on my own, I, I'm at the five card Amex limit, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'll probably upgrade that to an aspire, which will give me another one, and that'll give us enough forth a three-night trip. I think that's a good idea.
0: Well, so my P2, he loves it actually when we have new cards because I take his wallet and I take all the cards (laughs) out and I I give him the new one and I say, use this till I tell you to stop. And it's one of those though, if I know like, okay, I'm going to do a Sam's run. Give me that card. I need it today because I know I'm going to be spending several hundred dollars. But for the most part, he just loves it because he doesn't have to think. But he's actually the one that found it. He found a Dynamo label maker on Amazon and Folks, it saved my marriage. <laughs> no, no more of the, you know, scolding him because he used the wrong card or anything like that. But he will, ca- so because of that, I'm, he will carry generally three cards with him. He's got an Amex gold. It's rose gold as well that is labeled for food. So he knows dining, grocery, dining and restaurant and grocery stores. The only issues we run into sometimes is he's, buying something in the gas station and it's food <laughs> and he thinks he should use it there right like no 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 so he's got that one but but we also have our hundred dollar threshold limit there that if he buys something under a hundred dollars and uses the wrong card i just let it go and don't freak out over it anymore he has a city premiere and it is labeled as gas and non-amex food so if he goes someplace and they don't take amex i'm like use this one instead and then he has his city double cash card for his everything else. I did make him put in his Freedom Unlimited and label that for drugstores because he's been, you know, bopping. I'm going to bop into CVS and and pick something up. And I'm like, got the card here at home, darn it. So he's now carrying four cards. We did discover today, though, I mean, we've, you know, we say cards that we don't use regularly, we put them in our sock door. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a folder that have all the extra cards and keep it in the the safe upstairs. And I went in there, you know, to kind of change out these cards. Like I said, I got kind of annoyed with the kind of burnt out on the worrying about whether we're hitting the freedom category. And I went looking for his double cash card. I couldn't find it. And I looked in another place, couldn't find it, texted the kid, hey, do you have any of dad's credit cards? He doesn't have it. I'm like, oh, dang it. So I had to go on and cancel that and request a new one, say it's lost. And, you know, all the recent charges are fine. So it's somewhere safe, probably stuck in a car or something. But so in the meantime, before we wait for that new one to come in, because it's city who knows how long it will take for it to finally arrive. I pulled out his Venture X and said, just use this because I can always use more Venture Miles, you know, for those purchases that I don't really use points for on a trip. But that's it. I highly recommend the Dynamo label maker. They should (laughs) probably be a sponsor of ours (laughs) as much as we recommend them.
1: Yeah, the uh labeling—it's something I've never done. And after I had a, a once out with my wife when she did something kind of crazy like that, I, I realized what are what is it that she's really doing? We're talking about generally a few few hundred points at best. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, even if you're getting, let's say, it's a hundred points she missed out on, and it's, you're getting a, a really good three to four cents per. Per uh, point, you're looking at what three or four dollars missed opportunity, and I just decided the best better thing to have her do is keep working on cars where she's either going to end up at a category bonus like the city Premier, the Amex Gold, or to be doing something where there's a sign-up bonus attached. and that way, even if it's not optimal earnings, so to speak, it's earning towards another welcome offer and something that is going to provide us a lot more value long term anyway. Right.
0: Well, there's definitely sanity. This, there's definitely sanity levels and save your marriage things that go in. It, it's more of a training exercise though, because I've, you know, there are still mistakes that happen. So if they're under a hundred dollars, I don't wig out over it, but we want to, we want to limit those times that it's more than a hundred dollars.
1: Yeah. With uh, all the cars that we have. And again, a lot of them are sock drawered. There might be reasons, whether it's free night award certificates, maybe it's lounge access maybe it's a card that has huge category bonuses or or things like that. Again, with almost 40 cards between the two of us that I'm managing, sometimes you do have to simplify and decide, hey, how much do I want to play this game? Going back to what Rainey said, it's like, I'm not an active card churner. I got accused of being a card churner when somebody looked at it and said, you have How many Chase cards and they're all attached to your account? They are all attached to my EIN. So I know a lot of people play the game differently. There are some folks who get their start using socials and then they get an EIN and they try to max it out. Every single one of my Chase cards. And again, I have 15 Chase cards in my name. So I think uh, 10 of them are business cards and five of them are consumer cards. So all 10 business cards are under the same EIN since day one. You know, I try to make sure that I'm getting those bonuses, but I'm not churning the cards. I'm not just signing up. I'm trying to be a little bit more purposeful in picking up cards that are going to serve me long term. And if they're not, then I product change them to a fee-free card where they will serve me more long term. Right.
0: Same, same. So I don't have as many Chase cards as you. I think I added it up the other day. I think I only have 11 Chase cards per myself, and they're all tied to my social. For business, and I'm I'm not getting any more, and the rest personal. But between the two of us, I think we have forty six.
1: <laughs> so you have a few more than we do, but I mean, and again, not everybody has to have it to play that game. I think the the way that we look at it is that the more flexibility we have, the more different uh, currencies that we're sitting on, the the bigger the balances that we can kind of hold or earn quickly in some of these programs. And I'm a little bit more targeted, I think, than you. I don't have Capital One Miles. So that's not something that I've I've ventured into. RR. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've not <laughs> ventured into Capital One Miles yet. But the reason is, is that there's only two programs that serves that I don't have through other flexible currencies. And one's a core and one is tap. So with that in mind, I have opportunities to hit most of the partners. There are few sweet spots under tap that could be useful but generally if they're there under tap they're going to be there under a bit better program like turkish and so that doesn't really help me much and then a core is a straight cash program so it's Mm -hmm. not really valuable to me and i don't i'm not typically paying the prices to stay at a core properties right So with that, let's uh, jump to our tip of the week. And as uh, this episode drops, again, as I mentioned earlier, we will be on our way or already in Minneapolis-St. Paul, heading to our meetup where the following day we'll be announcing also um, our next meetup spot. And I'm very excited to share more with our members there. And then we'll uh, announce sometime shortly after that In the award travel 201 community first, then the award travel 101 community, where that's going to be again. It is going to be the last weekend in April in 2024. So you'll want to set that time free if you want to meet up with members. But again, meetups, meetups. Why should anybody come to a meetup?
0: Um, there's a lot of stuff and tips and tricks that people are not going to post in a 98,000 person group on Facebook. They're also probably not going to post it just out there in 201 for everybody. You might be sitting there at breakfast with somebody and they're like, hey, have you tried this? And it's like, it's a way to maximize your points earning or they teach you a tip about redeeming your points. And it's like, well, you know, this is the way it's technically supposed to work. But if you do this over here, You can get it as well. It's like, oh gosh, it it can be very eye-opening. It's, you make friends and these are, you know, we joke about, you know, I do girls trips with ladies that I met in this hobby. And we talked to, when we talked about the Maui situation, the guy who was stuck there that his flight wasn't getting out for two days, he was able to go to, you know, the overall award travel community and be like, help. And people were jumping in trying to help him and whatnot it's It's truly for it, it's meeting people in person and getting that connection, and plus they're fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you know one of the other things I think that people often overlook is the ability to have somebody to lean on when you're not thinking right. If you're in a, in one of those emergency sort of situations, you might not have all your normal faculties where, if you're thinking more logically and rationally at this from a distance, you're right in the heat of the moment. You know what the best fare is. If you you throw a question out there to all these new friends you've made in the community, and those folks are going to come back and and try to help you. They're going to be looking at it and saying, "Well, you can. Did you check this flight or did you check that?" They're going to be running award searches in in their spare time and 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 toss out options for you to think about the things that maybe you would have thought about if you had plenty of time. But if you didn't have that time, I think it's just it's one of those things again that I really. I, I can't highly recommend enough folks attend these. Again, we're having our own, whether it's ours, other members. And there's two meetups coming up here in the near future as well. We have the Chicago Seminars, which is sponsored by Award Wallet, which Angie and Jackie yep. and I think Allison maybe are attending. Allison's trying to get to it. She's trying. So we have several of our team members there going to that, and then, of course, I'll be heading to Lake Tahoe for Zorkfest with uh, our other moderator, Sophie. So we, we're we trying to make the rounds and make sure we're representing the Award Travel 101 community, representing Award Wallet, meeting folks out there, talking about these things and making sure that we're helping out everybody to the best of our abilities. But there's so much stuff that you can learn. And and there's actually something in Zorkfest and one of the reasons I'm not heading to Chicago seminars is there's a very specific session that I want to learn more about to increase my opportunities? So we'll see how that goes and go from there. But in the meantime, I think that wraps up everything we had to discuss here in the Award Travel 101 podcast. Angie, where can we find you? You can
0: find us all day, every day in the Award Travel 101 community on Facebook with 98,000 members.
1: And I can't say enough that you can join Award Travel 201. We've mentioned it several times that it is a paid community, but it does come with Award Wallet Plus. And it's filled with almost, we're closing in on 300 members who love to dig into the weeds and find outsized value. If you want to
0: book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, you can check out our Award Travel one-on-one consulting service.
1: And you can also email us at travel at gmail.com with any questions or concerns.
0: So if learning in person is more your style, hello, go to meetups. This one is sold out both, it's probably a little too late anyway, since so is gonna drop on the day that the meetup starts. <laughs> but our next one is gonna be somewhere, the last weekend in April, we'll be announcing it this weekend.
1: Yes, it's very exciting. And we'll drop links for all of the meetups in the award travel community. Like I mentioned, we have the Chicago Seminars coming up. We have uh, Zorkfest coming up. But the most exciting thing about Minneapolis St. Paul is that the entire award travel 101 team is going to be there, all the admins and moderators. Always, there's always some kind of uh, thing in the way for somebody, but this time we're all gonna be in Minneapolis St. Paul, so. We can't wait to see everybody there we're very excited to do this and we have some great speakers on how to help earn more points using some of the communities that are going to be out there and on top of that we have award wallet editor jt genter going to be there along with his wife katie who they've been uh doing the nomad yeah. thing for many years and uh she writes for the points guy as well so Great to have them along there. And uh, again, it's just going to be so much fun doing all the things in Minneapolis, meeting up with members, my favorite thing and hanging out, getting to know them on a one-on-one basis. going to be fun. So that wraps everything up in the Award Travel 101 podcast. If you wish to support the Award Travel 101 podcast and community, check out our link in the show notes to support when applying for your next cards. And we'll see you next time. Take care.
0: Bye. Thanks.